Hello, my name is Michael Garrick, and this is Popping Culture. My guest today is a comedian. Um, her name is Kaylee Cutright. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, we're going to be talking about Christmas. This is our Christmas episode. But before we do, I like asking comedians. A lot of people like to focus on bombing. I like to focus on killing. So when was the first time you killed, and how did it feel? Oh, that's a good question. First time I killed, um, it was actually at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, and um, I was who was I? It was Nate Nate Bargetti. I got I was opening for his opener, so I didn't get like officially booked, but just by happenstance, it kind of wound up that I got to perform for him, and I was having like an existential crisis in the bathroom, like what am I doing here? I do not deserve this. This doesn't make sense. And then when I got up there and it was a room full of people that were of course there to see Nate Bargetti um, and little did they know they were gonna be subjected to me, but it was, uh, and I had to do a clean set because he's primarily a, a clean comedian. And um, so I did, I had some clean jokes, but I was, I was freaking out. And then when I got up there, it was like everything I said landed and just went over a like better than I could have hoped. And um, I, I got off stage feeling like that was the like some of the best five minutes of my life. It was, yeah, it was awesome. And a complete surprise. I really did think I was gonna get up there and everyone was gonna be like, what is she, is she supposed to be like taking tickets? What's happening right now? So yeah, that was awesome. Nice, nice, nice. Um, has anything you've done before compares to that? Um. Well, I guess not before then, but actually the show that you and I were on a few weeks ago in Columbia, um, the 626, 1626 Maine, is that right? Yep. Um, like a beautiful room. Um, that was, that was amazing because again, it, to me, like a, you really, I really feel like when I am feeling like myself up there, not just necessarily funny, but like I'm feeling like I'm coming through, you know, sometimes you just write jokes and it's like, I know this will be funny because it's a funny thing. But then when you go up there and it's like, and I'm also like in my element here, um, that felt, that felt really, really great. And, yeah, you, uh, you killed that night. <laughs> yeah, you Thanks. really, you really did. I'm, the way I, the reason why I know you killed that night is because I went right after you. And like, as soon as I got on stage, it was like, it, like, you know, the crowd just gives you that feeling like, hey. You gotta come on now. We just laughed the whole time. Like to keep that, you know, you gotta follow that. So, you know, you definitely killed that night. Um Thanks. Uh, no problem. Um Yeah, I can remember when I got off stage and I was all like flustered and I was talking to you. And I'm sorry because I wasn't thinking about like you're trying to get your mind right. I totally get what you were thinking. And you were like, I'm like rapid firing questions. And you're like, Oh yeah, I don't know. Um, like I gotta get out there, excuse me. And then when you walked out, I'm like, oh my god, I'm such an asshole. Like <laughs> No, it's, it's totally cool. But oh yeah, that's right. I I did forget all about it. Yeah, that did happen. But yeah, I wasn't trying oh, to be rude. I'm glad with you it. forgot about it because I felt like such a jerk. Yeah, I, I was just flustered. But yeah, I wasn't trying to be rude. It was just like, hey, you know, I better get up here before. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but I want to thank you so much for doing the Christmas episode with me. Is nobody else I'd rather do the Christmas episode with? Oh, thanks. Um, like I told you before, I grew up a Jehovah's Witness. I'm not one now. I haven't been one for four years. Uh, I'm sorry, I haven't been one for 
going on seven years. Time goes by fast, like either five, six, seven years now. Um, so Christmas, I'm, you know, slowly getting used to it. Like, if, you know, still don't say I celebrate it, celebrate it, but I'm slowly learning more. I picked up more. And just thank you so much for coming on to the episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And see, I don't know very much about Jehovah's Witness, so maybe uh, one day you can teach me about that. I I don't know a lot about it. So. I'm pretty sure they'll come to your door after COVID's over. Yeah, I think that's why I don't usually know, because I duck Yeah. when, when, they, when they're here. Yeah. I had the opportunity to learn, and I didn't, so. Yeah. Trust me, they'll, they'll start knocking or calling. Um, oh, yeah, they've, they've heard me now somewhere. Like, they're going to show up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So is Christmas your favorite holiday? No, actually Halloween is. Um, but I do love Christmas. Uh, I love I love ho- like festive holidays. I like every day that's different than like a normal day. So um, I still love it very much. It's just I'm I'm creepy. So you know Halloween will always have a special place in my heart. But I do love Christmas. Um, Halloween is my favorite, also by the way. Like um... okay. Um, but I did a little research, and uh, one thing I found out about Christmas, it's been a federal holiday since June 26, 1870. Oh, wow. I did not know that. that I actually thought it would have been longer. I guess oh, I can't imagine a time where there wasn't Christmas. So. Yeah, it, it blew my mind. I was like, wow, like 1870, like that, that, that was crazy. Um, do you have like a great Christmas memory or something that you did? like growing up for Christmas that you guys used to do? Uh, well, growing up, um, early on, I was, I was christened Catholic, but we were very much like, um, Midwest Catholic. So we went to mass on Easter and Christmas Eve. So I do remember going to, um, mass on Christmas Eve, like very young. And then also my mom's family, uh, they're Italian, so Christmas Eve is like the big night. So there was like tons of food, tons of pasta. And then on Christmas Eve, they do um, a big pot of sauce with squid in it. Um, so those are some of my really early associations with Christmas. Um, uh, squids and, and Catholic mass. It was really very chewy. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember trying it. I'm oh, sure. Okay. I'm sure that like my uh, Uncle Dominic was like, forcing me to have some so I probably like spit it out or something into a napkin but um as a, even as a kid like growing up around it I was like no I don't want squid my pasta is just fine without the squid Merry Christmas <laughs> Merry Christmas nice yeah nice I like I said I grew up with Joe Witness I had no Christmas memories I just remember being picked on about uh not celebrating Christmas and then like um I would just they always say you? huh they picked on you for that they tried to but then really? I would I would just remind them that, you know, I got my PlayStation in November. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, all them games you want, I got. And uh, they are fun. Uh, talk to you in January. <laughs> uh, cool. But um, we're going to be discussing Christmas and how it's influenced pop culture and how it's evolved throughout the years. Um, I, I really don't want to get into religion. but Oh, perfect. It, yeah, there's, I definitely do not want to get into the religion, religious part of Christmas. Um, in your opinion, I guess, was Santa Claus more a part of your celebration or was it mostly um, the religious aspect of Christmas? Definitely Santa and all the 
secular cultural stuff was it was a the bigger part of it like all the uh going to the mall to see santa or um there's a place up where i'm from in pennsylvania called cranax so it wasn't really a mall it was kind of like um do you know what garden ridge is i don't know if they're open anymore it's like an outdoor like home store and they have all these weird like kitschy decorations like and, true value um, maybe Okay. I'm not sure this is in Pennsylvania, but it was it was a really weird store. Uh, but they had in the back, they'd have this like weird section of the store where all these displays of Christmas trees and these creepy animatronic toys. So you would walk through that and then you'd get to Santa and you'd sit on your, his lap. And, and my sister and I were actually afraid of him. So there's tons of pictures of us like crying, like running away from Santa. And um, I actually had my very first like tantrum after seeing Santa because I was really, I feel like I was a pretty good kid. I really wasn't like an asshole, but uh, I really wanted this <laughs> Angel Barbie. Okay. And, um, and we were at Cranax and I saw Angel Barbie. I just told Santa like, that's what I want. But we had seen it there. So I was like freaking out to my mom. Like, can we, we're here, can we get it? And Little did I know she had gotten it for me for Christmas, but of course she's not gonna tell me that. So she's like, no, 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 let's just see what happens. Let's just see what Santa does. And I was a fool. I ran down the aisle with my hand down the aisle and knocked these boxes down and had like a meltdown about Angel Barbie. And my sister, who's my twin, is like walking away from me. Like, I do not know her. And my mom was mortified. And then I remember like a few days later, Christmas morning, opening up Angel Barbie and at like five years old I felt like a real asshole like even then I was like wow oh. mm. uh, well at least she still got it though like she could have just took it back after that so I, I and she should have like um yeah so anyway I, that when you said Santa that made me think of my my meltdown well thank you for sharing that story yeah um, this don't touch me oh no, no please guys <laughs> don't judge her this I really don't know if this is an appropriate question or not but like ooh. Did you believe in Santa Claus? Yes. Okay. I kind of, I, I was sort of like forced myself to keep believing in, believing in him for like a little longer than I should have. Like I think around fifth grade, I started to waver and then that made me sad. So I was like, no, he's real. He's totally real. And then the next year I got this really cool new like bed set for my room uh, from Santa. And, uh, and I washed it and I was putting it on my bed and my dad walked in and was like smiling. And I was like, this is, I love how this looks. This is so awesome. And then he's like, yeah, we thought you'd like that. And I was like, oh, I, I thought Santa got it for me. And then we, he just kind of like, he didn't say, and he just didn't say anything. And I didn't say anything. It was like a unspoken, like, well, I guess the jig is up. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, yeah. And then I think the next year he still probably wrote Santa, like on some gifts, just like, oh, that didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, because of my religious background, my mom just did not let that happen at all. Uh, my teacher, I can finally remember my teacher, Miss Jeffrey, uh, told me about Santa and like telling my mom and I know I know exactly part of what she said, uh, but I can't remember in total, but I do remember the part where she says, we don't have a chimney. And if somebody breaks into our house, it's called trespassing. They ass getting <laughs> shot. Wow, wow, that's that's real. Yeah, yeah. I remember that's that word for like, word. That's not real. That's like someone's gonna die if they come in this house. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about the chimney part, but she was like, somebody break into this house, <laughs> that's it. Like um, I remember that word for word. So um, 
Your mom's dope. Ah, man. Something. Uh, she's a witness. And, uh, <laughs> um, and I would like to talk about commercials. Do you have a favorite Christmas commercial? That's a good question. Um, there is, of course, I all, all the funny ones are one, the ones that usually resonate with me. And I, I am drawing a blank on some funny ones right now. But I do remember one for, I think it was like a Cadillac commercial or something like that. But it was actually really beautiful. And it was the whole time was just like cuts of this Cadillac racing around like this snowy mountain or whatever. And that uh, Carol of the Bells song was like really loud and really haunting. And I always think about that around Christmas time because it was really pretty. And it was also very like American commercialized, like Cadillac, Christmas, Cadillac, Bills. Like uh, it was pretty. And I always I always think about that when I hear that song. It's like that really pretty imagery. But I wish I could think of a funny one. I know there's some out there. Nice. What about nice. you? Am I missing one? Uh, no, um, I was just asking, do you think it's getting too commercialized? Hmm. Um, I can see how maybe we're focusing on the wrong part of it. Like, I mean, I know it's a big, obviously it's a big time for buying things. And I get, you know, like from a business standpoint, you know, you want to push that revenue. But I would say that, yeah, we're kind of shifting more into like how materialistic Christmas is becoming as opposed to, and I know that might sound corny to some people, but it really is like just nice to drive and go see Christmas lights or um, like, you know, I go to the store and I'll get like Christmas, you know, little like Christmas cookies or something like that. Like all that kind of like small stuff to me is like the fun stuff about Christmas or hearing Christmas music is more fun than like the pursuit of all the gifts. Nice. Nice. Um, the first Christmas commercial I remember paying attention to was Coca-Cola. Uh, oh my god of course yeah good answer um i know they give a lot they they definitely dump a lot of money into uh this time of year on commercials which they always dump money in but uh they definitely like i guess say like um the commercial the way they look you can always say they put a little bit more effort into them um because those bears those polar bears um you can, you know, I can visualize the polar bears and I've seen like a Coca-Cola commercial forever, but like those commercials really do stick with you. Um, I noticed oh. that, I'm sorry. No, I was just thinking about, you're just thinking about that now. It's such a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed though, at the like global warming, warming, they kind of slow down on those commercials for obvious reasons, I guess. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I didn't make that connection. You're right. Yeah. And then, um, like you said, a lot of people want to buy stuff. Um, uh, Apple, uh, I was reading that Apple actually dumps a lot more money in their commercials this time of year also. So it was crazy to know that, you know, I guess this is a good time to like dump money into something if you want people to buy while they're buying stuff for family and friends. Um, but, um, and lastly, I remember a Campbell Soup commercial. Do you remember any of those during the holidays? I can't think if I see when you say Campbell soup, I'm thinking of the, the football players and their moms. Okay. That's like when you, when you first said the Campbell's commercial, that's what I'm thinking of is like the Campbell's chunky commercials where they like all the moms yep. are making their, but I don't think that was. Christmas. Yeah. So. The one I was thinking of was, it was, it was like a stone man, but it was really a kid. So when he came in the house, he, oh, yeah, and he ate the soup. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I definitely saw some really good commercials um, to transfer over to the music. 
um even when I was a witness, you couldn't get you couldn't get away from it. Like Christmas music is just, you know, like the ones I heard were great. But I will tell you, it's one song, man, that's just like mad rapey. And, I knew you were going to talk about this. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I feel like a lot of people make fun of it. But like my personal experience, which I would love to hear yours, was like uh, my ex-wife was playing it, some Christmas album. And I was listening to it. And like nobody else in the car her her sister nobody in the car felt like anything was wrong with what he was saying so i was just back there like well you know maybe i'm maybe it's a happy ending was not um so you know what song i'm talking about i think it's called um outside yes that's yep got in my notes yep so okay now i (laughs) that is that was always one of my favorites like the original version was always one of my favorites and when it started to get like that kind of scrutiny, I, I did think about it and I really tried to assess and like separate that it was my, you know, I really liked that song. And I still don't, I still don't think, um, like if you listen to what he's saying and you listen to what she's saying, um, it still does it, it's like you have this like the element of being coy and being flirty and like not wanting to, you know, give it up right away or something. Um, if you had talked about like locking the doors <laughs> or something, um, you know, maybe that would have been a little different, but I, it, to me, I guess like where, I don't know. And I feel like dated even talking about it, but like playing hard to get or, you know, being coy, like, you know, if she wanted to leave, like there's no part of the song where she says, I want to go home and he says you're not going home so to me it kind of seems like she's sort of like drawing out that like i'm gonna stay obviously i'm drinking and having another cigarette and um listening to more music with you or whatever but i don't want to say that right away kind of thing as a woman i've you know i've done that where it's like i know that you know we're gonna things may progress but i'm not just kind of come out and say it you know you kind of want to be like coy and whatever you know like leave a little mystique there and I guess in my heart, I feel like that is what that is. It didn't seem to me like she was really trying to get out and like he really wasn't letting her. Nice. Okay. So I maybe canceled after this. No, no, please, guys. Let's not cancel her. Oh, no, no. It, do, it just doesn't, I don't, you know, you know, I'm talking about like the sexual politics of it. Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, I they will, both want to kind of thing or whatever. I will tell you one thing and I, I may get counsel for saying this, but that version is way, way better than the John Legend's version. Oh, who is John Legend singing it with? Is it Kelly Carson? Okay. See, I've heard a lot of different versions of it. My favorite is, I think it's the original. It's uh, Margaret Whiting and Johnny Mercer. I don't know anything else by them, but uh, they did that song. Like, I'm not a big like fan of either of them, but I just, I think that's who did it first. Oh. And actually, um, a really good version of it is uh, Nora Jones and Willie Nelson. Weirdly yeah. enough, their voices sound really good together. Yeah. And um, and I guess Willie Nelson sounds very non-threatening. So, like to me, they didn't even seem like he's an old feeble man. He can't take Nora Jones, even if he wanted to. Like, I don't think that's funny. I'm never mind. You take that one. Uh, uh, what I'm saying is the music part of it is good. Yes. Uh, but like I said, I, I take that version way over because John Legend and Kelly Clarkson, it just, it was too much trying to be politically correct. It's literally yeah. a, a version. Oh, you've heard it. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
yeah it's your it's your choice if you want to leave or go i was just like ah i'll never say that to a woman like right it doesn't, that's the thing is like that sounds more creepy right yeah it's like why would you why are you talking about i didn't even think it wasn't my choice until you until you brought it up yeah like overcorrect some stuff like you know again i i took a look at it the lyrics and thought like hmm am i missing something and then the more i listened to their interactions it just didn't seem like she wanted to leave and he wasn't gonna let her leave. Yeah. it did not seem like that oh like i said that was just my first time listening once i realized sure. everybody else was you okay know, I with it that we're talking about this it's funny yeah, like I said, like I said, uh, Bait first, continues. Yes, yes, yes. Um, also, I think if it wasn't for Christmas, and I may be wrong, I don't know her whole dialogue, di- um, her whole catalog, but I think Mariah Carey probably makes so much money this time of the year. Oh yeah, she. I did see that she's um, got her own special coming up this year. Yeah, with, with people on. I don't know. I don't remember who's on it, but I did see that. Yeah, she's cornered the market on Christmas. For sure. Because I don't even know who originally sings All I Want for Christmas. I really don't know who's like the original person. I think it might be her or, you know, I don't know if she wrote it, but I'm pretty sure that it was her original recording. Okay. I think. I mean, I'm I'm only saying that because I don't know if I've heard an older version of it, but. It's hers now. I'll tell you that. It's definitely will live on. Yeah. As hers. Yes. Um, Most artists. I'm sorry. I know. I just wanted to ask you a question because, you know, like you're talking about getting into or hearing Christmas music. Do you, what do you, do you know the song Santa Baby? Mm-hmm. Like that one, like uh, there is, there's so many different versions of that one. And I think that's a, I guess I wasn't sure how, like how much Christmas music you had heard, but what do you, what do you think of that one? Cause it's so funny how that whoever records it, they always sing in like that pouty voice. Yeah. Like every single person that's recorded, it sings it like that. Uh, I'm a pop culture nerd, so I just want to go ahead and say I am a pop culture nerd. Uh, did you know that Earth the Kit was mm-hmm. the original, and she was also a uh, cat, cat woman? On, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. All right. Um, but yeah, when I found out like that was her, it blew my mind. And um, yeah, the song is uh, very uh, clever. But yeah, everybody has to use that squeaky voice. Yeah. Yeah. And then who was the other girl that did it? Cindy Lauper, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all did that like, I don't know. <laughs> that pouty, like, this is what I want kind of voice. Don't quote me on this because I could definitely be wrong, but I was I was told from a friend that Sam Smith was supposed to do a version and apparently uh, his record label was like, no. Aw, that would have yeah. been awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to write a letter. Yeah, I, I thought, if, you know, if there's anybody that can pull it off, it's Sam Smith. You know? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly. He'll be wearing like, he'll be wearing like fishnet stockings and everything. Yeah, he'll be putting something on a kilt, something. Mm-hmm. Um, um yeah you're yeah um most artists do like if they're at a certain level they all have a christmas album do you have like a christmas album that most people wouldn't know about that you like from a certain artist yeah i um i really like jazz okay i like jazz in general and i like um christmas jazz so i actually really like um michael uh, Michael Bublé's Christmas album and Harry Connick Jr.'s Christmas albums. I have them both. And I feel, I don't know why, like, you know, I like it, whatever, I like it, but I do feel a little bit like I'm like a middle-aged mom. Like, I just love my Michael Bublé around Christmas. And that Harry Connick Jr. is a dream. But, you know, I, yeah, their voices are just really good for Christmas music. So, yeah. And they're jazzy. People sleep on Michael Bublé, but the guy's, like, very talented. 
Yeah, his voice is beautiful. Yeah. It is. Yes. He's a treasure. Yes. Um, okay. And the other guy's name is? Harry Connick Jr. Harry. Okay, I'll make sure I'll check that out. He's an actor. He does like he does act. He's been in some, like, I know he's on Will and Grace and stuff. But. Okay. Okay, I'll definitely check that out. Um, and then we'll transfer to transfer over to the movies. Okay. Hallmark. Hallmark movie channel. They are great for drinking games. And and they and old people love them in nursing homes. That's true too. I've seen a couple of them with my patients. And every time I watch them, I feel like I'm watching like a Tyler Perry movie because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly where this is going. It's just no church in them. It's like the mm-hmm. same formula without church. Yeah, it's always pretty much like she's a businesswoman returning to her hometown where her pa- parents' farm is. And then the guy that works on the farm shows her the meaning of Christmas. And he's got a daughter and he, you know, he's a widow and and she leaves the city and moves to the country and, you know, rediscovers her roots for Christmas. Yes. Or some variation of that. Yes. Every single time. Mm-hmm. But people, I mean, it makes a lot of money. It makes so much money for them this time of the year. It Especially makes so much for, money. What's her name from Full House? Candace. The one in prison? No. <laughs> uh, the one that played, I, I hated Full House. I can't remember anyone's name. Um, I don't want to say I hated it. I didn't really like it. It was very corny. Um, even when I was a kid, I, I, I was, uh, you know, age appropriate. What is her name? The no, chick that a, played T, DJ or TJ or... I'm sorry. I was a Family Matters person. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Anyway, one of the daughters, her name is Candace something. She grew up and she's the she's like in so many of them. She's okay. aging out a little bit, but um, she's the blonde girl with like the little button nose that's always the... I'm sure you've, if, you're in an, if you're watching Christmas movies in a nursing home, I'm sure you've seen her, but... Okay. Uh, yeah, she she was always like their go-to, but for oh, that. Oh yes, I know you're talking about now. Yes, yes, she can't act. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tries her best though. She's 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 cashing checks. Yeah, she is. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Yes, I will. Okay, well, I have two. So there's like, Love Actually, is my favorite like sweet Christmas movie, and um, I would say. I have a couple. It's hard. Okay. Love no, Actually. Name them. Name them all, please. Sure. Okay. All right. Cool. There's Love Actually. I love it. It's funny. It's sweet. I do laugh and I cry, like watching that movie. Love it. Okay. Um, there's a more serious one. It's like a dramedy. It's called The Family Stone. It's okay. really, really good. It's got Rachel McAdams, Sarah Jessica Parker, Owen, uh, Luke Wilson, um, Diane Keaton. It's really, really good. Um, then, of course, Elf is fantastic I, I usually watch that one like multiple times um scrooged have you seen that one with bill murray is it like animated a, no it's a it's like a pop culture angle of um of a christmas carol no but i definitely will it is good it's like a um it's you'll love it all okay. the commercial all the commercialism and stuff yeah you'll really like it okay i think I'm, I'm thinking you will. And then, of course, the original Christmas Carol. I love that one because it's creepy. It's got ghosts and Christmas. Nice. Okay. And I'm sure I'm missing some. Like White Christmas, that's a good classic one with Bing Crosby. Yeah. And then, of course, A Wonderful Life. Uh, it's, it's A Wonderful Life. 
and then um, a Christmas story with a leg lamp yeah. and talk about, and then, and then home alone. Yeah. You know, that's a whole conversation, but I think I nerded out enough. I'm probably think of some later, but those are the ones I got. Are you a group? Are you a part of the group of people that believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. I love it. It's like an alternative version of Christmas. It's like it's it happens on Christmas, and I suppose the spirit of Christmas is definitely there. But yeah, for sure. Okay. Are you a part of the group of people that believe Batman Returns is a Christmas movie? Um, I hadn't thought about it, but I totally I'm on board with it. That's okay. fine. Okay. Um, I've seen Die Hard and. They reference Christmas so much that I can see how that can be considered a Christmas movie. And after seeing Batman Returns, like I've seen it like six times. I just saw it again uh, two weeks ago. I definitely can see why that would be considered a Christmas movie also. So uh, I just love the fact that like once once Christmas is introduced to a movie, like it automatically becomes a Christmas movie. I love the power that Christmas has. <laughs> it's a powerful holiday. Yes, very much. Um, do you feel like if it's a Christmas movie, you want them to have Santa Claus in it or does it matter to you? Hmm. No, that's never, um, weirdly enough, that's never been a necessary element. It's more about like the, the feelings and the, um, like, I, you know, seeing lights and stuff like that. The, the fact that people are celebrating it is what to me is like what's nice about them. Nice, nice. Um, and then we'll transfer over to food and decorations. Um, I'm sober. I've been sober for eight months. And I am I truly don't like eggnog. I feel like it's one of those beverages that you have to have alcohol in it to enjoy. Do you like eggnog? Yeah, I like it. Um, I actually um, have made it um, a few times with uh, like the... The Puerto Rican version of it is called Coquito. And um, so I, I tried my hand at making it. It's weird to watch someone make it because you're like, it's anything that has like egg yolks and rum, like white rum in it. And you're just like stirring it in a skillet or whatever. It looks weird. Like who's going to be drinking that? But it's really good. And I make mine a little less sweet and a little heavier on the alcohol. Okay. Um, but I do like it. I do like it like by itself. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um you make like special cookies this time of year or special desserts? I appreciate them, but I don't, I don't, I don't bake a lot. I love cooking. I just don't like baking. It's too much science, no. but I'm very much appreciative of everyone else that does make Christmas cookies. When it comes to decorations, fake tree or real tree? I've never had a real tree. I've always gone with the fake ones. I'm not opposed. I, I would like one day to have a real tree. Um, but like growing up, my stepmom was alert. She said she was allergic to them, but I always wondered if that just meant that she was <laughs> I was like, well, don't hug it then. Like, let us put it up. And, but, uh, so I don't know, maybe she, maybe she is, I'm not sure, but uh, we always had a fake one. So that's a good life hack. Uh, yeah. Just be allergic. The, yeah, that, and of course the fact that you can get them pre-lit is nice. Oh, okay. Except for when one goes out and the whole thing goes to shit and you have to like find the bulb that is uh, screwing things up. Nice, nice. Uh, I've been around a real tree before. One of my um, close friends, they put up a real tree. It does make the house smell really good. 
I can say that. Mm, I like a good smelling house. Like, yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, mm-hmm. Do you uh, put up lights and decorate like lights, bales and stuff around the house or? Yeah, um, usually more inside for one, because I'm short and uh, there's only so much I can do like myself anyway. But I do. Yeah, I love I love decorations. Nice, nice. Everywhere, every, every, everywhere I can, like in the bathroom, in a little corner in the kitchen, like I'll pop my desk at work, like, you know, anywhere I could just put stuff up. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, What do you think influenced like the decorations for you? Like, do you think that's just something that started with like families or because uh, that's everything else I could find an origin to? I couldn't find an origin for decorations anywhere. Well, um actually some of the some of the stuff i was looking up um to talk to you about like there's so many weird traditions around the world that i don't know that there was one set person i don't know i'm not sure who came up with lights specifically probably i don't even know maybe germany um but uh there are so many like different variations of what christmas decorations are that we just adopted lights from somewhere i don't know maybe it was an american thing i'm not sure but i like it i like it a lot Oh, I yeah, like I'm... the old school, like the big, I don't have any because they're actually really expensive and they break easily. But the like old school, like really big Christmas bulbs, like Charlie Brown looking ones, I like those a lot. I had yeah. one stand and then they they shattered within like a couple weeks. And oh. they were, I was like, oh, like, you know, I don't know if I'll ever buy these again, but they were pretty for a few days. Nice, nice. Um, can you share some of the information you looked up? Oh, yeah. So there's like so many weird things that... um different or interesting and weird that uh different countries do like around the world um for example in finland what they do on christmas is a lot of houses come standard with a sauna so one of the rituals for christmas is the family gets in the sauna and they're all naked and they're just they're hanging out and that's a time to like reflect on the people that have passed away like in their families, like for Christmas, it's like remembering them. So that's something that is a, a tradition. And I don't know, you know, I'm sure every family has variations. Some family, you know, I don't know if it's like extended family, like grandma, grandpa, aunt, and uncle all in there, or if it's just like your family, but that's something that you can take a, a solemn naked steam with your family and think about, you know, whoever wasn't there that year or something. So that's something. And then in, uh, this is, I guess, kind of a recent thing, but in Japan, they've actually like adopted eating KFC for Christmas dinner, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, KFC makes so much money over there this time of year, like so much. Okay, you, you knew that. I hadn't, I thought that was, that was a weird one. Yeah, they even have to reserve like six months in advance for KFC chicken. That's crazy. Okay, yeah. I see that one I, I did not know before. And then um, this one, Oh, whatever. So in Spain, they have this thing, and I can't remember what the word is in Spanish. That's just an embarrassing, I, I had it. But essentially it's called the, the poop log. There's a whole festival dedicated to it where they put a log, they put like um, toys and candy in it. And then they like lightly put it in the fire. And then you like hit the Christmas log, you've drawn like a face on it and stuff. And it like poops out the toys and stuff. For the kids and they sing like a whole song while they while they do that so i don't think that's what i'm gonna ever adopt but i respect it 
Yeah, I'm just glad it's not how it sounds. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, like I was thinking, I was like, I don't know if that translation is just really poor, but um, it does not create the best imagery when you're when you first talk about it. So you know, I'm glad I explained it a little bit because it's still weird too that you're like, yeah, you're like hitting this log, like poop out some treats for me, you know, like but whatever. When in Spain, I guess. Apparently, uh, <laughs> nice. They nice. also wear red underwear on New Year's. So I know, you know, I may not see you for New Year's, so I just thought I'd let you know in Spain they do red underwear in, on New Year's. New Year, new red underwear. So. I have a new conversation piece. Thank you. That's You're welcome. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Well, thank you for doing that research. That's cool. Um, so altogether, do you think any holiday compares to Christmas um, when it comes to influence? Or do you think Christmas has the most influence of all holidays? Definitely, definitely has the most. I mean, like 4th of July is a big one, especially obviously in America. Like, you know, see a lot of like that kind of stuff everywhere. But no, I still don't think anything touches Christmas. Nice, nice. I would agree. Um, Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Um, Is there anything you'd like to say to your fans? My fans, um, identify yourselves. I didn't know I had fans. Okay. Uh, no, I don't know. Merry Christmas and uh, happy, well, happy holiday. I'm fine with happy holidays, by the way. I think Christmas is great. Merry Christmas, but I'll also say happy holidays to be all inclusive. So. You think I should, you think I should call this the holiday episode? No, I don't. I, we've been okay. talking about Christmas way too much. Okay, cool, cool. Because I didn't. But, I, no, I was just saying because there's always that debate about like, don't you, you know, say Merry Christmas and not. Happy holidays. I'll say both. I'm fine if you celebrate it, and I'm fine if you don't. So. Oh, I learned that the hard way, but we'll talk, we'll talk about it another time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely say happy holidays. Uh, can you tell everybody where they can find you? I am on Instagram more than anything at Kaleidoscope. My my phone always changes my name, like when I spell it to Kaleidoscope. So I just made that my Instagram handle. So it's Kaleido underscore scope on Instagram. And um, that's usually where I post about my shows. My next show is December 17th at Breathe in Greensboro. I've never been there. And uh, if you're out that way, come see me. Nice. Nice. Uh, Thank you for coming on to the podcast and you guys have an amazing day. You too.